Hello, and welcome to Chumbology, a Chumbawamba anthology podcast. On this podcast, we are digging song by song, album by album, through the discography of one of the most overlooked bands of all time, Chumbawamba. And today, it's a new song, a new album, one might even say a new beginning, but it's not a new uh, a new song for us, it's just for the <laughs> audience, because... Uh, Teddy, I don't, I don't know. I have this feeling of deja vu right now. Like we've yeah. been here before. Like we've done this before. What's, what's going on? Yeah. So for for those of y'all listening at home that haven't seen me complain about it on the internet, um, my computer crashed last night while we were recording, and I was unable to salvage that data. So if we sound extra cocky about the shit we're talking about, it's because we're fucking professionals, and we've already yeah, it's done this before. It's because we, we had a dress rehearsal. <laughs> That's this week. exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> Um, so I apologize in advance that you missed out on me drinking a Four loco on air. I am unfortunately incredibly sober tonight. Um, yeah. There's also no longer our 420 Spectacular. We'll have to wait till next year. Um, yeah. This is our 421 it's... Spectacular, where we take a day to contemplate all the life decisions we've made. Yeah, yeah. It's our 421 Spectacular, where we, um, where we sit in regret of, uh, what we've done and what we're going to do again in the future. Yeah. <laughs> I have nothing but regret. I, I, I know I, di- I didn't partake in any illicit substances yesterday. Oh, I did. Um, I, just, <laughs> I just had a bunch of bourbon. <laughs> I, I partake in a, a few different illicit substances and then had a Four loco. Nice. <laughs> yeah. You know, we won't belabor this too much because, you know, who cares? But last night when uh, you told me that your computer blue screened, I was really disappointed. I was like, "Oh shit, that episode felt really good." Yeah. And then I and then I started to think, well, we were both also a little drunk last <laughs> night, so maybe it wasn't actually yeah, maybe very it good. It wasn't actually pretty funny. I don't know. I think it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but the world will never yeah. know. I have my audio. So what we need to do is we're going to uh, eventually release my audio as the lost episode. <laughs> well, so the next time I drink a Four loco is I'll listen in and I'll punch in my Four loco quips. I think I could do that. Yeah. Not as yeah, a main episode, good. but but we'll release it as a bonus content one day. Um, I am yeah, also yeah. coming to you from a headset mic that we discussed in depth yesterday um, because my uh, audio interface decided to bite the dust as well. Um, so, oh yeah, yesterday I made some kind of joke about you sounding like a gamer. That was good shit. Yeah, that was good see, podcasting was right there. We talked about how <laughs> since I got my job to pay for it, that it was real anarchism in action. So. Yeah. Dang. Lost to the sands of time. We were funny yesterday. That's alright. Eventually, if we wait around long enough, uh, when the universe gets old enough, everything we've done will be lost to the sands of time. So <laughs> I it's thought you okay. were going to say eventually we'll become funny again. Oh, no. No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, we, we blew our big shot yesterday. That would have been our pinnacle. We would have hit the the tops of all the, the iTunes charts. But yeah. alas, we're still we back at, what are we, like 107 or something on for music history? Yeah. <laughs> we would have finally gotten our Webby Award, but alas, <laughs> not this year. <laughs> all right. right so I don't so know if we actually we... Message mentioned it, but we are discussing the song Shush. Off of the album Shush. And uh, for those of you who have uh, problems spelling, like me, even when looking up the information to do this episode for a second fucking time, Shush is spelled one S, three H's, baby. Yes. I always always, uh, do like three S's and two H's. That's literally what I do, and then it doesn't pull up anything, and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like I know it's I know it's kind of an obscure album, Google, but is it that bad? Yeah. <laughs> am, am I that cursed? Yeah. So yes, uh, as I was saying, it's a new song, a new album, a new beginning. We had new a year. we had a week off, then we then we fucking uh, you know had a practice run yesterday, and we're we're raring to go today. Yeah. Um. So Chumbawamba is starting off a new album with uh, kind of an extension of the same like chaotic bat shittery we saw we saw uh, on Slap and. Teddy, as you mentioned uh, in our wrap-up episode of Slap, um, I was I was skeptical about like Slap sounding like anything else that Chumbawamba had done, simply because I hadn't actually ever listened to this album before, and it's it seems to be another step in that direction. Um, yeah, it's definitely not yeah. the same album, but it, it feels more in line with this album. So uh, from what I've taken it so far is Chumbawamba's moving in twos with the exception of the, uh, the third album that we have not discussed yet. The fucking acapella <laughs> album. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the, their first two albums were more of like the straightforward punk. And then they move into this, which is um, kind of that, that sample based kind of dance pop little, little bits of punk here and there. Um, and then they uh, they go back to that punk for a while, and then uh, we eventually see them as the uh, the folk act uh, at the end of their life, just like yeah, most, before... uh, most folk acts. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just like most most people who are punks in their twenties, they yeah. end up being folks folksy people in their forties. Um, is that a call out for yourself? It is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little bit ahead of the curve. I think I've gotten more folksy in my late 20s than I was in my early 20s, but <laughs> I still have time to become even more folksy, I guess. <laughs> yeah, never say never. Yeah, never shout never. Yeah. Um, also in folk. So, I don't know if that's yeah. true. <laughs> don't correct me on that. I do not care about never shout never. I don't think I've ever willingly listened to a never shout never song. I definitely did. I have yeah. like a memory of like watching like a YouTube video made in like MySpace or um, Windows Movie Maker, but could not tell you what it sounds like. Yeah, I remember he had a ukulele. That's about all I all Did I he? can remember. I assumed it was like I think a, so. like like electronic like pop music. Yeah, I don't know. I don't Who cares? Know. Yeah, I'm... we'll save that for our Never Shout Never podcast. <laughs> Maddie will correct um, us on it. Yeah. <laughs> The Never Shout Never of NJDIY. Okay, friend. <laughs> uh, so, it's worth... Before we get into the, any more of this song itself, it's worth um, mentioning that this is technically Chumbawamba's fifth studio album, insofar as it's the fifth one that got released. But they recorded an entirely separate album between Slap and this one, called Jesus H. Christ. So Jesus H. Christ was never released because it had so many samples on it that Chumbawamba and their record label were not able to clear, so the album needed to be shelved. Um, and some of the... I'm looking at a list of the samples on here, and it's pretty fucking funny how many different, like, <laughs> uh, top-tier, like, pop and rock bands and songs they tried to sample on this album. They've got um, they've got a sample of uh, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band... Uh, they've got uh, Casey and the Sunshine Band, uh, ABBA, yeah. uh, a, a, a bit of Rhapsody in Blue, the the, the from George Gershwin, uh, Wings, Fleetwood Mac, John Lennon, 
the I Rolling mean, Stones. And my personal favorite is that it includes a fucking sa- sample of Stairway to Heaven <laughs> as a prominent sample in one of the songs. And it's just, and the song is called Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that they straight up stole the chorus from I Should Be So Lucky by Kylie Minogue. And then yeah. also just stole lines from a Marvin Gaye song as well in that song. Like Chumbawamba really just like went balls to the wall with this one like i really yeah. we, we talked about it a little bit on our, our lost episode but um i i think <laughs> that they were just doing this to fuck with their label like there's yeah there's no way that they thought they would get the rights to all of these songs on uh shush which was actually released or shh as we uh call it in the biz <laughs> um is not available for streaming anywhere. It's not on Chumbawamba's Bandcamp. It's not on Spotify. You can watch it on uh, YouTube, but that makes me think that they did not fully clear all the sample rights or that they had like a, a limited time. I, I'm not a music industry fucking nerd, so I don't know exactly how it works, but I, I don't know if those copyrights expired or anything like that. But this and Slap are both incredibly hard to find. You can still buy a physical copy, obviously, but, but yeah. it's not available in streaming, so you might as well not exist in 2020 if you're not on fucking Spotify, man. But um, yeah, so yeah, it's it's a weird weird turn for them to go from two albums ago being like an incredibly straight up punk band to now sampling Fleetwood Mac and uh, John Lennon on a fucking like pop album (laughs) yeah well it almost feels like it almost feels like the entire point of it is that they are uh continuing what we saw of like their anti-pop star like rhetoric all the way back on pictures of starving children um where they made these very explicit references to all these pop stars that they hate that they think are like morally like reprehensible and then like in my mind i think it's fucking hilarious because what what better way to really stick it to those people by just straight up stealing their music yeah. and repurposing <laughs> it into songs about like how everything they stand for is terrible. <laughs> Cause on the song, um, they, they don't necessarily specify that it's Mick Jagger, but they do say yeah. um, there's a, a line of, of, that makes reference to a Mick. And yeah. so it's not too far of a stretch to assume that's Mick Jagger. They do drop name drop a Mama Cass from the mm-hmm. Mamas and the Papas in there as well. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's funny to see them kind of return to that more explicitly like uh, critical of pop culture and pop stardom like feeling that we got that we got used to on the first two albums that wasn't really present at all on Slap, um, especially with this song, which like honestly comes in really fucking hot, you know. Uh, and basically it feels like what they're saying here is the world is burning and rock and roll isn't helping, which true, like, (laughs) like they're right. Like, uh, and I can't help but feel like the kind of like angst and anger about, about this and like the kind of like snideness that they're portraying in the song might have something to do with, uh, the fact that their previous album couldn't be released due to all of the copyright bullshit. (laughs) It's like a, a chicken and the egg scenario. Like, did they yeah. release this album or make this song in anger? Because this song itself does not appear on Jesus H. Christ. Did this song, right. was the song fueled by the anger of not having those samples released or was trying to get those samples released, like, because they, they hate these people? 
Yeah. The answer is probably yeah. both. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't feel like Chumbawamba had any like needed another reason to hate uh pop stars <laughs> because th- they were already pretty steeply uh rooted in that kind of belief system so i think this was just another another uh to quote to quote a pop star of of our age it's just another notch in the bedpost um <laughs> yeah thank you Wait fallout boy second. i was like yeah and i was like i guess pat stickles is a pop star uh, Pat Stickles is not the lead singer of Fallout oh, okay. Boy, but Patrick, can you Patrick can you Thumb. fucking can you fucking imagine Pat <laughs> Stickles is the lead singer of Fallout Boy though? Um, I don't think I would like that. I, I don't think you I know, would either. You know my very mixed feelings about Titus Andronicus. Yeah, one of the most hot and cold bands that's ever existed, yeah. huh? Maybe we'll yeah. do that later. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um. So going back to this song uh, itself, I, I and this album, um, I do think that it is interesting that they were able to clear some samples for this album, such as uh, here in this song they have um, a sample of the Pet Shop Boys, the song "Shopping." Um, they have they did manage to clear an ABBA sample for this one, um, and then in another song later on the album they uh, do not sample the Beatles or the Rolling Stones, but they do have songs that make direct references to the Beatles, including uh, copying the style of a guitar solo that is featured in a Beatles song and repurposing some of the lyrics uh, from uh, the Beatles song, I've Got a Feeling. It's it's just interesting to see how they... how it's almost impossible to consider this album without imagining it as a direct response to the fact that they didn't get to release their last one. Yeah. Good on Chumbawamba for trying to fight the good fight, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it, it ended up biting them in the ass eventually when they became the very thing they hate, the uh, the pop stars. Right. <laughs> I mentioned it again on our Lost episode, and uh, I've been watching a lot of live Chumbawamba videos, and there's a video of them on Jay Leno, I think, where it was right after Tub Thumping had come out and they had become yeah. international successes instead of weird anarcho punks that only people like Dan and I care about. And they were all just wearing like white button up shirts that had messages painted on them that said like the product, one hit wonder, like commodity, shit like that. <laughs> so it's very funny watching them become the thing they hate and still managing to yeah. respond to it in a way that isn't like over the top but but still sends a message across like if you were like yeah some guy who went to go see chumbawamba in like the fucking 90s because you were like oh i heard that that one tum song and that was pretty good and then you had to sit through like an hour of like theatrical costume changes and songs about yeah. hating the government you might have gotten radicalized yeah yeah it's it's interesting to think about um that time in culture because you're right like in their in their old live videos when they were still a full band they were it was like going to see music like a musical theater cabaret almost yeah. you know like they have um, enough with members all the... that they can be very open with like an and free form like they're, yeah. they're straight up like songs where members of the band don't sing or don't play in so it gives them a chance to fuck around on stage or make costume changes or whatever um the the one video I watched, I think Danbert made four costume changes, including that that <laughs> wonderful brick suit where he's just smoking yes. a cigarette. And I'm bringing yeah. it up again. You should be allowed to smoke cigarettes inside if you're in a, a cool enough band. I agree. Yeah, I agree. 
Uh, smoking is bad unless you're in a band on stage. Wearing a and, brick suit. Uh, it's wearing a brick suit. <laughs> that's the one. That's the one instance of smoking being cool. Have you seen that um, Nathan for You episode where they open up this uh, bar where you can smoke by classifying <laughs> it as a uh, a theater piece? No, I have not. <laughs> so the the whole gist is that you're allowed to smoke if it's in a like a play or something that requires yeah. you to yeah. smoke. So he got a bar and set up like a viewing area that had like three seats in it and you could watch people smoke cigarettes at the bar as part of it. So I'm going to take the so same funny. concept and I'm just going to start smoking cigarettes on stage because I'm doing a theatrical reenactment of that Chumbawamba performance. Yeah, that sounds good. It's performance yeah. art, therefore. Yeah. <laughs> Look, you can get away with anything if you say it's performance art. Yeah, yeah. I you're right. <laughs> um I, I know art school kids. I've uh, I've seen my fair share yeah. of bad uh, performance art. Yeah, oh god, you and me both. I saw before we get back on track. One of my friends went to Pratt and showed me a video of someone's I don't think it was their senior thesis, but it was one of their like like thesis projects where it was them fucking a rocking horse that had a fleshlight in it and then right when they came they squeezed the horse's ear and it had one of those like voice boxes in it so it whinnied and that was it that was their project (laughs) i think art was a mistake (laughs) same (laughs) (laughs) we talked we talked a little bit yesterday about how we we were we were kind of uh debating the merits of singing about um singing about political and social issues and kind of arrived at the conclusion that um while it's not enough to change the world it is it is a like messaging is a part of it and pop culture pop music can be really effective for messaging whenever i hear things about like someone in art school in new york city fucking a rocking horse that has a fleshlight inside of it i'm like you know what actually maybe anarcho punk is like doing better than i thought yeah (laughs) like maybe 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 it does more for the world than i thought it does punk's not looking so bad right (laughs) yeah right (laughs) at least the crusties uh have a have a clear message (laughs) yeah suddenly i'm like oh yeah anti-flag had a point (laughs) anti-flag did have a point i was saying anti-flag yesterday and getting angry I've been on a big Dead Kennedys kick because, as we discussed in the the now lost episode, they were right about everything. Yeah, the government is actively trying to kill children. They do just want yeah. to kill the poor. Those weren't exaggerations. Jello Biafra was never wrong. You should yeah. lynch your landlord. Like <laughs> the man doesn't miss. He does miss once. Uh, you should not say the n word in a song if you're a white person. But yes, that is that, that is correct. Jello Biafra has never been wrong. Besides that. And I'm sure he has a bunch a bit, of hot takes now, but <laughs> I was a big fan of I was a big fan of when he ran for governor of California. It was so good. I remember seeing that video. That was like one of the first things I remember watching on YouTube. Is like like his um, I don't think it was an advertisement. I think it was like an interview on the news about why he was running for governor and what his like slogan meant or whatever. Because the reason he's Jello Biafra is because Jello is the most calorie sparse food, and Biafra is like a a country which at the time had like the highest rate of starvation or something like that. Oh wow! And it was like everyone thinks it's like a funny stage name, but he like went into detail of it. I was like, damn, this man's like a pretty fucking on point dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think I think like we can we can learn a lot from listening to music with political messaging messaging in it. Um, you know, I've talked about on the show before, I was talking about yesterday, I, I talk about like almost every day about how influential both, obviously Chumbawamba because I'm doing a fucking podcast <laughs> about them, but also System of a Down was extremely influential on me at like a young age for thinking about radical politics. Um, and I think it just makes me think about how there's so much art in this world that like wants to be apolitical. Like, all of these people that uh, Chumbawamba has name-dropped in various songs, including this one, about how, uh, you know, I think there's no better example here of uh, Mama Cass and the Mamas and the Papas. Like, one of the most, like, you know, like, charming, like, bubblegummy bands of, like, that era. And, like, basically, I feel like they were, like, the Taylor Swift of that era, you know what I mean? And it's just, like... It's 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 really it's really interesting to just see how much like art wants to be apolitical because it wants to make people feel good and keep them like sedate. Not to be too like I want to be sedated about it, yeah. but <laughs> um, music is the opiates of the masses, man. Yeah, man. Like if you just <laughs> open your mind, then you'll see it, man. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting to think like how. If you have a vehicle for reaching a lot of people, like even if it's even if it's not on a wide scale, like Chumbawamba were not pop stars when they released this album. They had no reason to believe they were ever going to be pop stars. Uh but they still had influence in their in their world. Yeah. And it's just interesting to see how committed they are to the idea of if you have a platform and you don't use it to uh spread messaging about like progressive political and social causes then it's irresponsible and i i'm i'm feeling that i'm feeling a lot of appreciation for the fact that they were that type of band so long ago uh when i listened to this song that shit remains relevant to this day though because like we're we're yeah. seeing it now with the uh current uh predicament that our, our world is in hopefully you are listening to this three years in the future and this is all a bad dream but most likely you're listening to it tomorrow and uh it is not a bad dream it is some serious shit going on but you see these celebrities who are stuck inside their mansions fucking oh, like god yeah. singing pop songs because that's exactly what we fucking need right now but then you also see a few that are actually spending their time and money and resources helping people out like fucking yeah. Bon Jovi. People can shit on Bon Jovi all they fucking want. All the restaurants Bon Jovi uh, owns are open and working as like soup kitchens to distribute uh, meals to those who need. And Bon Jovi himself was just showing up and washing dishes and shit because people could yeah. make it in and they were understaffed. So yeah. the the real New Jersey uh, hero, <laughs> fuck Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> fuck Billy Joel. I know he's not from New Jersey. I just wanted <laughs> to get that in there. <laughs> Uh, Guy Fieri is also uh, doing, doing yeah. COVID-19 work. He started a relief fund for restaurant workers who are uh, losing wages due That's to awesome. COVID-19, and which he is got pretty to, sick. He got to take a photo with his big meat sign that he owns. <laughs> <laughs> and there was also fucking um, uh, Chance the Rapper, I who see. has 8.3 8. <laughs> million, 8. million uh, Twitter followers. And Chance is like probably one of the most like normie rappers like there there are. I don't think so. 
he's blown up a bit, but like acid rap yeah. was like straight up like songs about like doing psychedelics and like shit like that, and that's why he yeah. got big amongst like I guess white. I guess Normie is not necessarily I'm like Normie is not necessarily like uh something I would say about him himself, but I know a lot of like Normies who love his music, that's especially fair. white, especially white Normies. Yeah, and like. <laughs> And like I, I listen, I'll, I'll admit to you, I like Chance. I think he's pretty good. But you know what? My point is, he has a very wide reach with people who are probably generally apolitical or at, at like best pretty liberal. And yesterday he tweeted, uh, "So when we start over, y'all trying to do socialism or communism?" And it's <laughs> like, okay, shit. Like that message reached eight point three million people on yeah. Twitter. So uh, Rihanna gave a shitload of money too. Shout out to my girl. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's great. Fuck everyone who's just hanging out of their house, though. Fuck Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. Just want to put oh, that God. out there. Ellen DeGeneres can eat my ass. She fucking she let but off, but not in a fun way. No, not in a fun way. Not in a way that uh, either of us would enjoy. Um, <laughs> she laid off like her entire staff, or like reduced their wages like sixty percent, and then hired a non-union crew to continue shooting her house while she's in isolation. Yep. So absolute scab shit. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so musically, this song <laughs> fucking rules, yeah, right? It's a fucking slapper. Um, it's a good way to start the yeah. album. It's it, I think I think it's a really good first track on the album. It really sets the tone nicely and I first listened to this album yesterday from start to finish for the first time I fi- I listened to it yesterday. And as soon as this song got like about 30 seconds in i was like oh fuck this this is gonna be good and i really enjoyed the rest of the album as well um i think this one gets things off on a really solid note and it it has so many of the characteristics of like like a wild chaotic chumpawamba song um but it also brings like a little bit more refinement to that kind of chaos than we ever saw on slap like we have like all these different like little episodes in the song, right? Where there's where there's different singers and different uh melodies and different instrumentation happening. But they feel like they are it's not as much of a if you'll pardon the pun, it's not as much of a slap in the face when that happens. <laughs> um and it feels like much more cohesively stitched together, which I really like. Yeah. Slap um, was a very unhinged album for, yes. for better or for worse. And this really feels like they kind of mastered the craft of the yeah. weird, almost... Uh, I know we used the term yesterday in an episode that no one will hear, but I used the term collage, which I think is very yes. fitting. That it feels like the musical equivalent of a collage, where it's a bunch of things cut and pasted together, but at the end of the day, it is its own unique like thing. Like If I did not know that was a Pet Shop Boys sample or an ABBA sample... I would not yeah. be like, oh, this is a sample from another song. Where there are artists who specifically go out of their way to sample other artists as a tribute or to use like an iconic riff or something like that. Mm-hmm. Chumbawamba does a very good job, at least on on these tracks, of taking them and really using them as building blocks to their own uh, artistic means. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it, in that way, it reminds me a lot of um, All Summer Long by Kid Rock. <laughs> Uh, 
the the most brilliant mashup of Sweet Home Alabama and Werewolves of London that you never knew you needed. <laughs> I, I have this memory burned into my brain of making Sean and Greg listen to that while we were on tour. And both of them just being like so fucking angry about it. And I was like, look, man, this shit slaps. Like, <laughs> however you want to fucking hate on it, be my guest. See, um, the reason that it probably made them angry is because they had to admit that it fucking slaps. Yeah. I, <laughs> I remember... I, my memory of that song is when I was a freshman in high school, every morning my parents, uh, <laughs> m- my dad would drive my mom to work and drop her yeah. off, and I would be in the backseat, and then from there he would drop me off at, at school. And for most of my freshman year of high school, all we listened to every morning was that Kid Rock CD <laughs> with All Summer Long on it. That entire CD, it's called Rock and Roll Jesus. I could probably sing the entire album for you start to finish without even thinking well, about it. I and know, it fucking sucks. Now I know what we're doing for Halloween next year. <laughs> I don't think I can morally, I don't think I can morally like uh, do a Kid Rock cover set. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure that I have had a lower success rate on Tinder than I normally would because Kid Rock was one of my top Spotify artists. <laughs> my Spotify, my top Spotify artists make me look like completely unhinged because it's like three pop artists, like a bunch of like grindcore bands, and then Kid Rock. <laughs> no, I admire that you're. I admire that you're just being yourself and you're not trying to impress anybody. No. You're just like, hey, this is who I am. Yeah. If you don't want to be involved, like don't get involved. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I admire that. I, I unmatched with someone today because their uh, anthem was High Hopes and I do not fuck with Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> I got like, flashbacks. <laughs> Pete Buttigieg. I haven't heard that name in years. Yeah. Who is that? All right, so Pete Buttigieg is definitely was definitely on some fucking like adrenochrome shit because that man looks like dog shit recently. He does. I I like I saw a picture of him like and I was just like is Pete okay? No. Like is he like what happened to him? We we all the made dude... fun of like fucking uh Beto O'Rourke for growing like a depression beard after he dropped out, but Pete Buttigieg just aged like 60 years. Whatever Seriously. fucking deal with the devil he made has gone wrong. It, it it's kind of wild because P is only like 38 years old. Yeah. How does he look like he's 50 all of a sudden? They cut off his adrenochrome supply. Can't I get guess that so, but he, blood. he shouldn't have needed it. He's only 30. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what they want us to think. P. Buttigieg is actually 200. <laughs> he's been, they've been growing him in a tube to be the perfect neoliberal shell. Uh, well, they better send him back to yeah. the lab. <laughs> they had to. They had to bring out the old model. That's why we're stuck with fucking Biden. Ugh. <laughs> Joe Biden or uh, Pete Buttigieg is getting some upgrades. We'll see him again in four years, but with like extra thick thighs or something like that. <laughs> then he'll finally have my vote. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's why I was voting for Bernie Sanders was because Joe Rogan endorsed him, and I want a president yeah. who is swole. And when, yeah, same when here. John Delaney dropped out and Joe Rogan was like, look, Bernie can do fucking squats. He doesn't look like it, but the man's got fucking thigh power. And I was like, all right, Joe, I trust you. You're the smartest podcaster, probably the smartest human being alive. And uh, I, I do whatever you say. Joe Rogan, come on the show. Yeah. Hey, man, you ever smoked DMT? Whoa, is that Joe Rogan? Is that Joe Rogan <laughs> talking to me? <laughs> Another note I have for this song that I wanted to share is that uh, the guitar tone here makes me feel like someone's hitting me in the head with a brick, and I love it. (laughs) 
Dead the first time I listened to this song, when the guitar kicked in, like, uh, partway through the intro, I was like, ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't give the guitarists, guitarists, guitarists in uh, Chumbawamba. I'm not sure. I I don't know how many there are. Yeah, probably I think like seven. usually only one, but. That's a uh, power move, is having, like, three fucking drummers and one guitarist. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, none of the guitar work on any of their songs is like ever like super complicated, but it's always very tight. Yeah, it always hits. You don't need yeah. to be that com- complex to be good. You just gotta mm-hmm. gotta lay down those riffs, baby. Yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta get the right um the right settings on your boss metal zone and just kick it. <laughs> Look, the metal zone is a solid pedal. I will I will defend yeah. the metal zone to my death. <laughs> Um, I also, other, other moments in the song that I really like, uh, I really enjoy the breakdown into the spoken word section that kind of like, um, just becomes a different song for a little bit where it's like the, the two vocalists just sort of talking to each other. And as always, we got to give a shout out to, of course, the bass line. There's a very good bass lick in this song. Yeah. This whole song is just so fucking catchy. Yeah, I have it stuck in my head right now, which is fitting because we've been talking about it. we're talking around it for the past half hour. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, is it time? I think it's time, baby. Take me down. All right, we've been in, we've been uh, we took last week off, so uh, we've got a lot to catch up on down at the courthouse. So if you will please follow me down the hall and to the right, past the vending machines to Chumbawamba versus the people. I don't know if you'll be able to hear that, but I banged on my table. <laughs> so what, what what do you got for me today, Teddy? Yeah, so so we got some some comments. Um, this one was uploaded as uh, shush.wmv. Um, shush is spelled wrong, uh, so at least we are not the only ones who are out here. Um, shout out to our friend 18506969669 for the upload. <laughs> um we, we we got some comments a lot of quotes from the song itself um but my favorite one is from hardcorevenant nijiski jego element who uh wrote in polish on this song so i'm gonna read the very bad uh google translate of uh what he or they or she uh attempted to comment which was uh it is this band this album showed my punks my generation that anarchism is not a simple sounding tear this album was a breakthrough in our consciousness besides values reaganism anti-fascism anarchy talk and anti-globalization chumbawamba there is no second band or polish counterpart and then they had a response also in Polish that I will read in one second just while I run it through Google Translate. The strongest element and then sold out XD. And I assume that XD is the same thing in every language. So yeah, fucking roasted. I have something a little different uh, this week for Chumbawamba versus the people. Uh, if you've been listening along at home and paying attention, uh, you- you'll know that it's very hit or miss whether we find, like, an abundance of YouTube content for uh, Chumbawamba videos. But I did find the page f- at which you can buy a copy of this album on none other than Amazon.com. Thank God. And and it has way more reviews and ratings than you would expect. Now, full transparency, yesterday we did a little impromptu game where I read a review and Teddy had to guess what the... Uh, what the rating was, uh, we're not going to do that again because it would be 
it would be a fixed game. For being honest, I do not remember anything I said as far as that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but some of the some of the gems I want to share here. Uh, this is a five star review from an Amazon user named Robert J Gutbrod, who says. Another great album from Chumbawamba. They are so talented and have such variety. <laughs> Which is just... They are. So funny to me that people, like, ardent Chumbawamba fans, not only are purchasing stuff on Amazon, which, listen, I get it. Everyone has to do it sometimes. It's fine. But to go that extra step towards leaving a review for this anarcho-punk album on perhaps, like, the most, like, crooked, awful corporation's website, like, it's just so delicious to me. I don't know why. I I also love that in uh in Robert's review, the title of it is Good Mushik, because there's an errant H in the word music spelled M-U-S-H-I-C. Mushik. Uh, there's there's another review here from an Amazon user named D Nasser that says not up to the usual quality. I have other Chumbawamba CDs and really like them. This is the first clunker. The audio quality is poor. That or the group just has a bad case of the mumbles. <laughs> Buy X or what you see is what you get. But I think this one is a turkey. To be fair, as you pointed out that these are people buying CDs, buying a CD and then leaving a review for it very on brand. Yeah. <laughs> like, same energy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know what album they're referring to when they say buy X, but uh, anyway. Is it is it Un, the one with the red yeah. X on the, on the... Oh, okay, got it. I was about to say, I yeah. do not know the name off the top of my head. Yeah, Un just has the, uh, the big red X on the top. Yeah. <laughs> and then my, the other, my other favorite review on here is... Uh, from Amazon user named Trukan Nuka, I hope is how that's pronounced. Right. And the title, it's a five-star <laughs> review titled, Chumbawamba Wrote It, Must Be Worth It. Yeah, they're not wrong. Chumbawamba has a great sound and taste in music. She is a great album with fun beats and serious yet enjoyable tracks. You don't have to compare their other work to judge their this album. She is an album Chumbawamba produced. They took their time to put out a record people should listen to. This album contains great lyrics and has sweet music. If you are open to any kind of music, She is a great album that contains sweet music. Even though I'm a nobody, I loved this album. You should give this CD a try. Well, that would convince yeah. me to give it a try. That. Yeah, yeah, it's very it's very passionate. He didn't even have uh Trukan Nuka didn't even have time for um sentence breaks in that review. So Look, sentences uh, are just something created by the man to slow you down. Yeah, yeah, they are uh, like don't confine me within your within your sentence, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> and then th- this uh <laughs> One last one from Soren CC, a three-star rating that says, Average Chumbawamba CD. Just average. Not one of their best. <laughs> well, fair enough. Teach their own. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, a nice a nice return to form here on Chumbawamba versus the people. A lot of batshit. A lot of digging to find literally anything anyone has said about this album. And uh, I think that's going to close it on on this very important court case for for this week. All right, Teddy. So I would love to hear your final thoughts about this song. Yeah, I think it's a solid song. It's a very good way to start off this album. Um, as I mentioned before, it really feels like they honed their skills that they were trying out on Slap to kind of give us a more finished and more 
accessible product. Maybe not product. Eh, product. Fuck it. Everything is consumption. Um, but <laughs> yeah, um, I, I really like this one. I would definitely recommend it. We we talked about that on the last one where uh, while we both thoroughly enjoyed Slap, it, it's not the easiest thing to like pop on at a party. But this is a song that is both extremely weird and would fit right in in the background of like 15 people drinking in a living room. I do want to say that I'd love to be at the party where someone does put slap on in the background. <laughs> be my party, my birthday party. Yeah. My, my birthday we... party you put on anarchy. So <laughs> that's cool. <close>. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. I forgot about that. <laughs> um how about you? What would uh what what do you have to say about this? I am a big fan of this song. Um, I've only listened to the album front to back once, so I can't say just yet that I like my a full opinion about the album, but I do have to say I agree with you that it feels like it treads a lot of the water that uh, Slap began to tread, but it does so in a, like a maybe more refined sense. Like It almost feels like we had to have the chaos and like unhinged nature of Slap to get to where we are with this album. Um, and I appreciate that they have taken so much of what we have enjoyed about their like them as a band up to this point and it seems like it's very present here in this song you've got the very pointed like anti-pop star like like uh like cheeky commentary in the lyrics that we saw a lot of on the first two records you've got the kind of musical like chaos of uh slap and it just comes together really nicely and it also starts to show me like okay this is the direction this band is headed towards as they get into their most like well-known songs so uh i really like it again uh that guitar tone is like a brick to the face and i need more of it (laughs) um and sick fucking bass line great song i love it um what would you rate it if you had to rate it if I had to rate it, I would give it three out of four H's. <laughs> because I keep Dot putting wave. four H's into <laughs> Google <laughs> when I look for the name of the album. I'm going to go ahead and give this one a uh, 185069 out of 6969. And that is the, that is the uh, name of the YouTube yeah, user. Our, right? <laughs> our YouTube pal, who is probably a robot, but I trust them. I, I see i saw that on their on their page that their username was just a number and that all of their uploads ended with like dot wmv so it makes me feel like okay yeah maybe they are a bot but the fact that the username ends with the numbers 6969 <laughs> i'm like come on come uh, on is that a robot <laughs> they do follow a bunch of uh instructional channels on how to play poker so hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a robot well, you just, trying to learn poker. You just stuff cards up your sleeve. That's yeah. how you play poker. I, you win every time. <laughs> Five aces, baby. <laughs> All right, Teddy, do you want to wrap things up here and take us down to leftism of the week? Yeah. So for leftism of the week today, um, we're going to talk not super in depth because we never do. But um, we're going to talk about the North Jersey Mutual Aid Resources, which is a group um, mostly on Facebook that has a very loose organization of anarchists and leftists and any sort of liberal-leaning people um, in the North Jersey area who, during the COVID-19 crisis, have been uh, spending their time uh, 
delivering meals to people, making sure that people have the correct legal representation for things like landlord evictions, anything like that. And it's really a cool showing of like the, the silver lining in disasters like this is while we are all stuck in our homes, while we cannot go out and organize the same way that we normally would, that this group of people connected mostly through this Facebook group are able to go out and make a positive change in their community. So they have been shouted out both by the governor of New Jersey um, and uh, I think it was News 12 did, did a story for them. Uh, the main, I don't want to say person in charge because the idea behind mutual aid is that it is um, a network instead of necessarily like a charity run by one person is a, a man named Zell or uh, Zelly from Patterson who uh, I believe lost some family members to COVID-19. And instead of mm -hmm. sitting down and wallowing or anything like that, has spent as much of his time and effort as possible to try and make sure that that doesn't happen with anyone else. So um, I have a few friends that are a little bit more involved in it than I. To part the curtain a bit is I am... Um, some level of immunocompromise, so I've really been trying to not get out. But if you're in the North Jersey area and want to uh, donate some of your time, uh, they're always looking for people to either pick up or drop off food. They've been working with restaurants who are shut down to use up their food supplies before they go bad to provide free meals, um, mostly in the Patterson and Newark area. Um, we'll post a link to their Facebook group in our show notes, and we'll also put a link to their Venmo account if you have a few bucks and uh, aren't able to spend your time, you can always give it to them and uh, be sure that it'll be put to good use, that, that these people will uh, make sure that your money goes to older people who can't afford food right now or to helping to, to buy the supplies uh, that they need to continue this good work. Um, I Hell want yeah. to shout out um, my, my friend Lex um, is a member of this group and has been actively participating and posted something very funny about how this was the, the first group that they've been in that got shouted out on the news uh, that <laughs> wasn't a bad thing, that it wasn't <laughs> a story being <laughs> written negatively against them, that this is the, the first time they've been painted in a positive light. So even that itself is cool that these groups of, I mean, I, I'm not going to assign someone a political ideology but seem to be made up mostly of like anarchists and communists and anti-fascists that these people who a few months ago were being painted as the bad guy when they're protesting when they're doing some other less than legal activities but now in a time of crisis they are the ones that are holding together parts of this community and they are the ones that are providing for people that the government has failed because if anything yeah. has been made obvious during this situation is that the government <laughs> has completely failed us the united yep. states government does not have your best interests in mind they have the interests of bankers in mind and anyone who has invested in them and will do everything they can to make sure that you stay poor the rich get richer and uh, that if needed you will die in order for their stocks to not lose any value so, uh, in the words of anti-flag, uh, you will die for your government. Um, it's you got to die for your government. Oh, I know, whatever. Because I listened to that yesterday. <laughs> 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 but um, so yeah. So if, if the situation bums you out, I'm sure it bums out a lot of us. Um, let it further radicalize you. Don't get angry 
at a virus that you can't fight back against. What you can fight back against is the corrupt government that has led to this outbreak being as bad as it is due to negligence and the fact that people are not having their most basic needs met, once again, almost entirely due to negligence. And the fact that, like, in a perfect world, mutual aid would not need to exist. Like, like yeah. these older people should not have to worry where their next meal is going to come from or right. have to risk leaving their houses to go buy groceries in a time where the act of doing so could literally kill them. And the the fact that, like, pretty much just like a bunch of young, mostly black, like, I was going to say kids, but they're not kids. Like, like black young adults have stepped in to take their place should make you a little bit more hopeful for yeah. what the future could look like if we ever get out from under the thumb of this oppressive regime that we live under. Hell yeah. yeah. I think it's worth noting that um, mutual aid is a concept that exists all over this country out yeah. of necessity. So if you are not in the area of uh, you know uh, that Teddy's talking about, you can likely find a mutual aid organization near you. Um, I know that the website mutualaidhub.org is a pretty useful resource for a lot of different uh, types of um, organizations, you know, like grocery uh, people who help run groceries to elderly folks, um, COVID-19 specific mutual aid. It's it's all over the country. I'm looking at a map right now. It's in most states. It's in parts of Canada. Um, and honestly, like mutual aid is something that you can uh, get started in your community yourself. If there isn't an effective organization yeah. around you, you just need to talk to your neighbors, get a gauge for what uh, what people need and try, you know, to get a collective action going. Um, you know, it's easier said than done. But I think if you if you are in a neighborhood that is in need of some of these services and there's no one providing them, I think the big takeaway from mutual aid organizations is that there's no reason why you can't be the person or you and your community can't be the people who begin to provide what uh, should be provided by our government, but all too often is not. Yeah. Uh, I guess that leaves us in our usual spot. Fuck them. Yeah, fuck them all. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck them all. Buy a gun. 420, baby. <laughs> 421. Yeah, 420 is the blaze it day. 421 is the fuck them all day. <laughs> yeah, so as Teddy said, we will leave links to uh, that uh, organization in our show notes. Uh, we also have another announcement to make. So we are launching a Patreon for our podcast. And before we go into it any further, I just want to say... Um, we are not trying to like like making money is not like the goal of doing this podcast uh if we were capital minded people i think spending time making a podcast would be a very bad investment <laughs> of our time <laughs> because you know we're not fucking we're not fucking serial over here we're not going to make millions of dollars off of this so but i will say uh i I, as a mostly freelancing individual, uh, have lost a lot of money due to COVID-19, so we thought uh, maybe now would be a good time to try to just get a little extra help from our uh, community of people who listen to the show if you are able to support us. You know, again, I, I want to make very clear that we are just trying to do some basic stuff like cover the cost of our hosting and like if if you enjoy the show and want to help out like just making 
life a little easier. If you're like someone who has a job that's pretty steady and you can, you can throw us a couple bucks every month, you know, we'd really appreciate it. There's n- absolutely no obligation. And if you're someone who listens to this show for, you know, like the entire time we're doing it and never give us a dollar, that's perfectly fine. Yeah, I don't with give me. a shit. <laughs> I don't, I don't give a shit at all. I did not get into, uh, anarchist podcasting <laughs> to make money again. Yeah. It would be a terrible idea if that was, if that was the motivation for me to start doing this. Um, yeah. All- but yeah, you know, if, if we can start doing things like covering our web hosting and just like, you know, uh, getting a little bit of extra, uh, money for our basic needs uh from doing this then you know that that would that would go a long way and we'd really appreciate it yeah we're we're still sussing out the the complete uh format of how things are going to work so we'll post some more details on that uh probably with the the next episode or within the next week yeah but um all all the songs or all the episodes related to chumbawamba tracks will stay free and on this main feed it'll be like Mm -hmm. bonus content and some uh some hijinks from us Maybe some yeah. physical goodies for for those of y'all that would like them. Um, yeah, yeah. One thing we have already sort of decided we're going to be doing is we're going to be doing an episode of the show about a Soldier Boy album, <laughs> uh, which which we haven't officially decided. But every time we talk about the idea, Teddy always brings up Soldier uh, Boy. I so just, I'm like, okay, we're gonna. I just want to talk, talk about Soldier Boy, Boy to like anyone that I can because yeah. as much as I love Chumbawamba, I also fucking love Soldier Boy. One of the most, if not the most influential rap artists of all time. Motherfucker, <laughs> motherfucker went platinum using a fucking pirated copy of Fruity Loops and the default like sample library. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, it, you have that kind of shit to look forward to. We might start a Discord. I don't know. It, 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 it's still in certain a certain stage of planning, but we're going to, we're going to get going with it. We yeah. figure like, like I said at the beginning of the episode, a uh, new, new album, new song, new year, new me, new scam to get your money. <laughs> um, and Teddy needs a new audio interface because really? right now they're recording <laughs> with a fucking, with a fucking headset. So <laughs> yeah, daddy needs a new pair of shoes. Yeah. <laughs> so as we develop, uh, the actual plan for what we're going to do with our Patreon page, uh, we will let you all know. And again, not ob- no obligation absolutely not. uh just if you if you have the means to do so we will appreciate the support you'll be able to find more info about this at patreon.com slash chumbology and uh we'll be posting about it yeah so thank you all for listening if you are someone who is impacted by COVID 19 we're thinking about you we appreciate you coming to us for uh some distraction or catharsis or whatever uh you decided to listen to this dumb podcast for <laughs> and uh if you're if you're a uh retail not retail uh if you're a food service worker or a healthcare worker who still has to leave the house and go deal with all of this on a daily basis thank you very much for what you do and if you're someone who is not a food service or healthcare or other essential worker who's leaving the house fuck you go back inside yeah, go home go home <laughs> you dumb idiot <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Chumbology, a Chumbawamba anthology podcast. The music you heard in this episode was the song Shh from Chumbawamba's studio album of the same name. As always, we do not have the rights to the song, but shh, if you're not telling, I'm not telling. 
If you liked the show, please consider leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and giving us a follow on whichever podcasting platform you are using. It really helps uh, other people find the show because we are all at the mercy of an algorithm. And as always, you can follow us on Twitter at Chumbology Rocks or visit our website, Chumbology.rocks. And as we mentioned earlier in the episode, we are launching our Patreon page. For more information about that, please visit patreon.com slash Chumbology.